This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. Hi, and welcome to Green Talk, a podcast series from GreenLivingIdeas.com. Green Talk helps listeners in their efforts to lead more eco-friendly lifestyles through interviews with top vendors, authors, and experts from around the world. We discuss the critical issues facing the global environment today, as well as the technologies, products, and practices that you can employ to go greener in every area of your life. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Green Talk Radio. This is your host, Sean Daly. We have another installment today in our Green Blogger series. You know, you can't really even talk about the green blogosphere without a mention of the site treehugger.com, which since its launch in 2004 has been one of the leading green sites on the internet. And I'm very honored today to have a guest on the program, which is Megan O'Neill. She's the editor at treehugger and planetgreen.com, which are both part of Discovery Communications, home of the Discovery Channel. Treehugger is the web's leading website for cutting-edge news and ideas about everything green. PlanetGreen.com is the online arm of Discovery Communications' multi-platform network, which launched a 24-hour green lifestyle programming last June. Both sites are dedicated to driving sustainability mainstream. In addition to helping launch Treehugger in 2004, Megan has contributed to publications as diverse as Men's Journal, Teen Vogue, and Slate.com. She's also the co-author of the book Ready, Set, Green, Eight Weeks to Modern Eco-Living, and says the Igloo Home Chicken Coop tops her Christmas list. I want to talk to you about that a little later, Megan, but first I want to welcome you to Green Talk Radio. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for that lovely introduction. <laughs> Yeah, well, my pleasure. It's an honor to have you on the program. Uh, clearly, I mean, Treehugger was a real inspiration uh, for me with uh, GreenLivingIdeas.com and certainly of this podcast uh, with everything you guys have done. You've certainly been the leading site, and I can only imagine what the ride has been like for you over the last uh, four and almost five years now. Um, has, it, has it been a wild ride? It has. It's been really cool to see this whole crazy thing grow. You know, when we started Treehugger in August of 2004, we sort of didn't know what was going to happen, you know, we, we pretty quickly saw that there was an audience that was hungry for it, um, but we didn't know, you know, how, how big it would grow. Um, so, you know, a couple of years ago, I think we really saw a sea change when, you know, a little movie called An Inconvenient Truth came out. There was certainly a, a more massive mainstream uh, sort of call to action and hunger for information, but it's really grown really quickly and it's been amazing to see how fast other sites have come up on the web. Now, were you there with Graham right from the beginning? Pretty much, yeah. Um, I started out as the pretty much the only writer. Um, it was me and Graham, and we had a designer, uh, Federico Solka, uh, and Nick Astor was sort of our media architect. And we slowly but surely have built up to a team that now includes about 60 correspondents from all points of the globe. So um, started started tiny blossomed quickly. I, I should say so. Uh, sold to Discovery for $10 million, uh, one of the real uh, darlings of the whole blogosphere in general, not just the green blogosphere, but a real success story. And uh, so I, I, you know, certainly congratulations on, on all the success there. You guys have done some amazing things. Um, I, I know that um, 
that you guys have a real focus this year, and it's it's near the holiday time as we're recording this. And I know you have a real focus as you do each year on, on um, issues around the holidays and ways for people to go green and save green during the holiday season. I was hoping we could talk a little bit about that. I, I know that you do particularly have this go green to save green focus. Can we? Can you tell us a little bit about that and what you, what Tree Hugger is doing with that? Yeah, this is our third year doing a green gift guide, and we we started out a few years ago thinking, you know, we want to prove to the world that you can buy really cool green gifts for everyone on your list. So we came up with a bunch of different categories and showed everything that was out there. Well, this year we really wanted to show people that, you know, even in this down economy, even with everything else that's going on and the variety of people that you have to buy for, there there really are a lot of gifts that you can get that are cool, that are green, that are going to help people go green and that are really affordable. Um, so our gift guide really focuses on that this year. And then we've also, of course, got all sorts of tips across both websites to help you be, you know, more energy efficient, a better consumer and all that green stuff that comes with uh, holiday celebrating. Sure. Now, Megan, in your estimation, how can giving green uh, in the holiday season or any time help really reduce waste and and financial strain? Because the economy is equally, if not more, on people's mind right now than the environment. Definitely. Well, a lot of the gifts that we focus on are meant to, for example, we have a green geek section and a lot of them focus on um, energy saving devices or, um, you know, for example, we have a desktop computer that's a pretty low price point at 500 bucks and it uses about 70% less energy than a typical desktop top um and it you know they've really this is a dell uh, a dell pc and they've also reduced significantly the amount of literature that they put in there they're also planting a tree to offset approximately the uh, first three years of energy use with the computer so it's sort of you know that's a good example of a of a gift uh, probably maybe on the higher price point level for a gift itself, but uh, relatively inexpensive for a computer. So a good gift for a teen or a college student or something like that. But it's something that is money saving. It's also going to help you save money over the lifetime of the product. And it's a product where the, where the manufacturer has thought about the, uh, you know, the green aspects of the, of the item itself. We're seeing a lot of these eco computers now, and there was it was interesting actually. Almost a contrarian thing happened uh, was that uh, Apple was listed at the bottom of a list recently of eco friendly companies. Uh, did that surprise you when Apple made the bottom of that list or towards the bottom? Are you talking about the uh, the Apple? I mean, sorry, the Greenpeace list. Yes, the Greenpeace list from yeah, last well, week or the other day. Well, Greenpeace, when they came out with that list about a year ago, kind of caught a lot of flack for maybe being unfair to Apple um, and, and sort of uh, drawing a lot of uh, inaccurate attention to Apple. It, it, it turned out to be both good and bad. I mean, Apple sort of stepped up to the plate a little bit to, you know, stay just enough ahead of the curve to know probably that that they they have a customer that is um, you know is is probably pretty eco savvy because the typical uh, you know Mac user or iPod buyer is is you know probably a young pretty hip person that's that's probably pretty eco savvy um, yeah. but I you know and so so I do applaud Apple on one end for for doing that but but I don't think they're by any means you know, the greenest company out there, they've still got a long way to go as does, as do a lot of companies, but the, the electronics industry in general is a tough one, right? Because we can't make these things without, 
creating a lot of waste and using a lot of toxic materials. Um, and of course, the, the biggest issue is with e-waste. But at the same time, we can't move forward without you know all the technological improvements that we're making every day, and that's going to be part of how we move ahead as a as a species. You know, I mean, our technologies are what's really pushing us ahead. There is a certain irony there in that we need technology, which has the toxic byproducts and these issues, but it does advance the, the overall sustainability movement, at least in a lot of people's mind, including my own. Yeah, and I think there's there's no way around that. On the other hand, um, our our tech writer, Jamie Heimbuck, wrote a really great post recently about underrated and overrated technologies. You know, we, we have a tendency to instantly turn to technology to solve all of our problems, but we forget that the simplest thing is sort of the, the uh, you know, the simplest thing out there, you know, do you buy that the great hybrid car or do you just stop driving so much and use your bike, you know? So sometimes the low tech solution is actually the best thing out there. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or uh, do you, uh, you know, shop at Whole Foods or another market or do you get a chicken coop in your backyard as I have? And it sounds like you either have or want to get. I want <laughs> one. I'm yeah. jealous of you. <laughs> uh, yeah. the, the only issue is that we've had some fox issues. It's been it's been kind of uh, difficult on the kids because we uh, we had a little fox issue. We lost uh-huh. a couple of chickens. So it's, uh, it can be a little painful at times, but for the most part. But I'll tell you, once you get used to those eggs, uh, the problem actually is that it spoils you for all other eggs on the planet. Uh, we, we can't even eat the best of uh, organic brown, you know, whatever <laughs> they have at the store. Yeah, it's amazing the difference that it makes when you really start to know your food, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it's true. It, it really shows you the difference. So just changing gears a little bit, I wanted to talk to you about, although I love talking about chickens, <laughs> um, <laughs> I could talk about them all day. Um, I wanted to talk to you about another issue around holidays that people are concerned about who are sort of environmentally friendly or, or want to be more environmentally friendly about what do you think about packaging and, and wrapping waste and gift cards? Are these still viable uh, in, in having a sort of an eco-friendly Christmas or eco-friendly holiday season, I should say? You know, I think they are. I think we just have to be smart about how we do it. For a lot of people, the packaging is as important as giving the gift. And I don't think that there's not value to that. You know, if you're one of those people that absolutely has to have wrapping paper, you know, go for it. But really, you got to choose paper made from post-consumer recycled content, and you've got to make sure that it's recyclable. If you can find it within yourself to give up the wrapping paper, please do so, I guess is the message. You know, use a simple bow, uh, use a, a reusable gift bag, wrap it in beautiful cloth. There's so many alternatives out there that I think there's a lot of options. I mean, our waste goes up between uh, Thanksgiving and New Year's by about 25% nationwide. That's pretty significant. So, you know, with all this stuff that we're giving and getting and tossing out, we're tossing out enormous amounts of garbage before we even start to use a product. So I think dematerializing the holidays in general, not just in the packaging and the wrapping, but in what you're giving and getting is also really, really important. So, Megan, what are some of your favorite gifts in this year's guide? Well, as you know, the Eagle Chicken Coop I'm just in love with, but more for the chickens than the coop itself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But some of the other stuff that I love is – we have we have a lot a big focus on gifts that give back this year, and we have a really terrific philanthropy section. Uh, one of the things that I think is really awesome is a new site called Microplace. It's a micro uh, loan, microfinancing 
uh, like Kiva organization. Kind of yeah, it's like Kiva. Um, Kiva. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and the, it's like Teva, like the shoe company. Everybody calls it Teva. It's Teva. Yeah. yeah I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you, though. Um, so Microplace is the same idea. It's microloans. And what what they're doing this year is for as little as $25, you know, $50, $100, something that makes actually a pretty significant uh, change in, in for in the life of somebody who's living in poverty, um, you can donate, or, excuse me, it's not really a donation, it's an investment, really, in somebody else's name, and you get a little uh, piggy bank back, which is really which is really sweet. Some other things that, um, that I love in there are the uh, Voltaic Solar Backpack, which we've featured before on Tree Hugger, and it's just a solar backpack, a backpack with solar panels on it that you can plug in your phone, your laptop, your uh, MP3 player, and you charge on the go. Um, it's great for outdoorsy types. It's great for people who travel a lot. Um, I love the idea of it because I hate being stuck in the airport without something to plug into, and this sort of solves that that problem. Um, yeah, that's a very cool thing. It's a very cool backpack. Yeah, and they've really actually we just announced today a new um, product by Voltaic. They um, have significantly improved the uh, the charge chargeability of the of the panel. So you can actually, with about four hours of sunlight now, you can recharge your laptop. That's about that's a lot faster than anything else that's out there right now. So um, so this this is a really cool product. Um, another thing that I really love in this year's guide are, um, there's a pair of boots by Tom's Shoes. And for people that aren't familiar with the company, Tom's Shoes is sort of, they're like these really simple sort of slip-ons that took the world by storm and sort of became even popular in the, in the fashion scene. But for every uh, pair of shoes you buy from, from Tom's, they donate a pair also to kids in need. So, um, these boots are really cool looking. They are all cloth, but they wrap around up your leg almost like an ace bandage. So they're really simple and durable, but, they, uh, but they're really cool looking. So that's one of my other favorite things on the list. Very cool. And I'm just curious, what are your top tips for people out there that are listening in that are looking to go green throughout this holiday season, both in terms of, you know, the, the holidays and gifting and some of the things we've talked about, but also, uh, and, and maybe other things as well, but also, you know, food and things like that. Yeah, I think one of the most important thing, things that people can do is really to talk with their friends and family about what they want to do for the holidays. So for example, a couple of years ago, my family and I decided that we were going to do a gift grab. We grabbed names out of a hat and each person only buys for one person now instead of everybody having to buy for everyone. And it has relieved so much stress for us during the holidays because you're not under this this money crunch, you're not under this time crunch, you're not so stressed about thinking about what to buy for every person. And you don't end up going to the you know, running up to the mall at the last minute, blowing your budget and buying something that something somebody doesn't really want. <laughs> so I think if you can talk about, you know, what's important to your friends and family, and if that's okay with doing something like that, you can really start to dematerialize. Um, I know a lot of friends who say, let's skip the presents this year and just get together and do a nice dinner or cocktails or something like that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, it's, it seems like human experience is the greatest gift. And so, you know, to t- take a vacation together or like you said, just go out and, and hang out. I mean, that seems the, you know, the most precious of all gifts. So I, I really hope that there is a general swing towards that. And I, I hope this is an opportunity for us to sort of reconnect with 
those things that are, are important. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And of course, you know, in some, in some instances, there's no replacement for a gift under the tree, you know, or, um, or, you know, or handing somebody something, for example, you know, I have a child, you said you have kids and there's, you know, they, they, they really get a thrill and we really get a thrill out of seeing, you know, that light on their face, just the idea of unwrapping the surprise. Right. Absolutely. So, you know, there's, there's a place and a time for that stuff. But I think that in, in general, we've gotten to a point where we're so hyper about, you know, giving something that we end up giving, we, we have given so much crap and there's, you know, there's so much waste that goes along with it. And I think that this, this season in, in, particular with the downturn in the economy, I think is, is sort of allowing people to step back and say, you know, what is it that we, that we care about? So. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it's true. And I think that it's, it's difficult for many of us who grew up with, you know, the mountain of presence under the tree, even when times were tough, you know, I know my parents would always find a way to make sure that the kids really felt that, that the magic of Christmas, which was you know, not entirely, but part of that was the idea of Santa leaving presents, uh, a mountain of presents under the tree. It sets the bar very high and, and tradition is by nature tradition and difficult to change. So I think it's an opportunity for us to modify tradition or reinvent it in ways that are, uh, again, can connect us to our families better and also are a little bit more um, economically sustainable as well as uh, planetarily sustainable. So yeah. yeah what, what, Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, and I think that that also leads to another one of our tips this year that we've been talking about is just to choose quantity over quality. I mean, sorry, the opposite, quality over quantity, you know. So, of course, you're going to buy something, but why not buy, if you're going to spend, you know, I'd rather get a really nice pair of socks for that cost 20 bucks than the cheap shower radio that's going to fall apart in six months. Exactly. So, I think that that's sort of, a, um, you know, quality and things you care about are sustainable. So that that's part of going green too, I think. Yeah, great. And how about on the holiday festivities and food side of things? Yeah, I think there's a lot we can do here. I think the first thing that, that people can do is like, ditch the the cheap holiday decor <laughs> we see a lot of you the know, garland gar, you know the gar, well some garlands are nice you know fresh pine garlands but you know i see a lot of those sort of um blow, the foil ones the blow I was thinking up, of the- um you know winnie the pooh snow globes and the, the plastic <laughs> right. stuff and and that sort of thing and um it's there's so easy to decorate with natural materials you know from from your backyard or from a local farm or whatever it is, that's something that's really easy to do just as it's very easy to switch to LED lights, which use a lot less energy. So everybody knows that by now, but anybody who hasn't taken the step to swap them out yet really, really should. Um, so those are, those are some good, good tips for decorating for food. It's just, it's really the same as it always is Buy local, even in the most you know remote areas and in the coldest times, you can usually still get eggs, meat, milk and cheese local in most places. I think that's true. So, um, you know, sort of keeping it as local as possible, organic when you can't, um, and not, not overdoing it. Um, not, not cooking for 10 when you only have four people coming, um, using reusable flatware and glasses and plates. It's easy to rent that stuff if you don't have enough when you're having a party instead of doing disposable stuff. And it's, it's really not any harder to use. I don't think so. Those are the Well, that's great. Well, here's the $64,000 question. Where can our listeners find the gift guide online? 
treehugger.com slash gift guide. Easy enough. <laughs> well, Megan O'Neill, it's been a pleasure to have you on Green Talk Radio today. I'm so glad we finally got to sort of meet, virtually at least, at last. And uh, I look forward to hopefully having you back again in the future to talk more. And we wish you uh, much continued luck in the meantime, continued uh, success with uh, treehugger and planetgreen.com. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to be here and happy holidays to you. Happy holidays to you. Thank you very much. Thanks as always to everyone listening in today. Remember, for more free on-demand podcasts, articles, videos, and other information related to living a greener lifestyle, visit our website at www.greenlivingideas.com. We'd also love to hear your comments, feedback, and questions. Send us an email at editors at greenlivingideas.com. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com.